Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place. The Oilers practicing. Over in the uh, community rink adjacent to Rogers Place in the downtown entertainment and arena district, Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. If Elliot Friedman ever came out west, we'd hook him up to Roos Chris. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90. Jasper Avenue, tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers Now sent you, hey, boys, closing in on Valentine's Day. You know what says Valentine's Day? Taking your wife or your significant other. To Roos Chris. Without further ado, uh, Elliot Freeman. Elliot, how you doing? Big bad Bob Stoffer. How you doing, man? Good. And you know what happens in the Stoffer household because uh, we are flying to Pittsburgh next Tuesday, which is like the 12th. Uh, yeah. In, in the Stoffer household, uh, Valentine's Day dinner includes the kids. Like well, it, it ours does. Ours does too. I'm uh, doing a regional game next uh, Thursday, Toronto Vegas. So. My my wife gets a romantic dinner around five thirty, and then I have to rush to the studio. Like it's it's all the romance she can handle, Bob. Well, you know that's when I know when people see you. That's that's probably the first thing they think. <laughs> and this is starting to sound more like a bromance than a romance. And they're, they're, you know, uh, if that's your deal, that's, that's all funny. good. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. It, it's the time. It's the time. Yeah. Uh, What's going on these days, Elliot? I mean, where do we start here? Uh, do we... <laughs> you tell me, bud. It's your show. Where do you want to go? Well, let's, uh, let's do this. Are we going to... Okay. Uh, and, and Edmonton, what's remarkable what's happened in the Western Conference yep. is, is you have a very frustrated fan base that has been terrific, Elliot. We need to... Yes. Right? I mean, nobody has stepped up and supported a franchise during a difficult time where the fans of the Edmonton Oilers in Northern Alberta uh, have over the course of the last several years. So that's established. The most important thing is they care. They yes. don't ever want people not to care. So right. they care. They care. Yes. Uh, yeah. What's crazy about all of this is with last night's victory, they're two points out of a playoff spot. I know. It's amazing, eh? It is. It is. Like... If, hypothetically, they got 29 games left. Now, I think they need 20, 20 wins in their final 29. 
Lots okay. of others say, Bob, take a look at the numbers. They only need like 17 wins. But you always aim high, right? right. Like you're, not, you're going high. Yeah, except for whatever reason, for me, contract negotiations. I've never been able to aim high. Yeah. <laughs> but, you aim high. You just might fall a little short. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, we were thinking more of a reduction. Anyhow, I digress. <laughs> uh, are you, uh, like, is it out of the realm of possibilities that Edmonton can still make the playoffs? No, it's not out of the realm of possibility. And, you know, uh, look, like, it's it's weird. January 3rd, the Blues were dead last in the National Hockey League. And now they're in the playoffs. Um, you know, L.A., I mean, L.A.'s got to jump over a lot of teams. They're five points out. Six weeks ago, the Chicago Blackhawks were given up for dead. They're, you saw them Tuesday night. They're, they're charging into the playoffs. And they look really good. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, nobody has, nobody has grabbed this. I mean, the one team that kind of looks like they're going to be okay is Dallas. And Colorado is the opposite. They're falling backwards. Yep. So, you know, like, there's, there's, you could argue that whoever gets in is going to back into it, fine. But somebody's going to back into it. Now, I think the most interesting thing about, you guys right now is Talbot. And so, you know, he has the really ugly night in the third period there. Yep. He's furious. He leaves the bench. He glares at Hitchcock. He goes to the room. He didn't just uh, glare. He, he didn't just glare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the thing that, you know, really stood out to me was the, was the, was the death look. And then, you know, he goes to the room. He doesn't come back. And he comes out and he plays great last night in beating Minnesota. So, you know, like I'm looking at this, you know if Sakara plays well, you're going to have to clear some room. And whether it's Manning and Petrovic or it's, it's, it's someone else, yeah. the easiest way for you guys to clear room is probably to trade Talbot. But you've already, you know, he's, if he plays like that, you need him for the playoffs. So I think you're kind of in a we- you're kind of in a weird spot. You've extended Koskinen. Talbot is is playing for his next contract. To me, the most interesting thing is this is a league where goaltending is needed all over the place. What is better for you guys and Talbot? Is it for him to get traded and go somewhere else, or is it for him for you guys to say to him, Cam? Maybe the best way you get a contract is if you lead us here. I think that's suddenly a, a very big decision for your team. It's my belief at times. Pittsburgh, uh, when they had some injury concerns earlier in the year with Murray, and Carolina, yeah. definitely, and Philadelphia. All three of those organizations, uh, you know, might... Uh, Philadelphia's got an interesting one because Carter Hart and Cam Talbot know each other well. Talbot's been a bit of a mentor for Carter Hart. And Carter, yep. Carter Hart and Anthony Stolarz are both represented uh, by Elaine Waugh. Elaine Waugh, by the way, was probably the agent closest to Peter Sorelli uh, amongst, oh. amongst the agents out there in the business. And if you're Elaine Waugh, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but if i got two young goaltenders like Carter Hart, if I've got Anthony Stolarz as well, I may be looking for, you know, and you know these conversa- conversations exist all the time. All the time. Between the agents time. and managers, right? Yeah, all the time. So, uh, you know, Stellar's issue is he hasn't been able to stay healthy during the course of his career. 
So. No. So, like, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I'm looking at right now is what's your decision on Talbot? Are you keeping him to be part of the run, or are you trading him, A, to give him a better chance to get a number one job somewhere else, or to clear your cap room? I, I You know, suddenly that's a really big decision for you guys. See, I mean, there's... There's, I mean, you've got a guy that's a restricted free agent making two million bucks in the wing that played minimal minutes last night, hasn't scored a goal all year. Tobias Reeder, yeah, uh, Petrovich can't get in the lineup. I mean, those guys combined for four million. Uh, you know, if they have to make a move with one of those, you know, a couple, of, I think they have to make two moves in order to fit Sacker in. But it's going to be tight. Uh, Bill, well, I, I think they've been looking. At, I, I think the Ryder thing has been going on for a little while now. I think they've been checking his value, seeing what is out there for him. So I don't think that's new. I mean, Patrick, I I feel really badly for that guy. Um, You know, like, you know, a couple of years ago, he was trending the right way in Florida. And then for whatever reason, it just didn't work. And, and, and they protected him in the expansion draft. And I, and I thought there was a real player there. For whatever reason, him and Bob Bugner were just oil and water. It didn't mix. Yep. And it, it set his career back. And uh, I think it's a, I feel badly for that guy because I think he really was excited to come to Edmonton and play, but it's not working out here either. Um, you know, hopefully he gets a chance to put his career back on track somewhere because it went sideways for reasons that, unless there's something there I don't know about, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, obviously, a lot of things didn't work out this year in terms of move-wise with the Edmonton Oilers, but I'm going to go back to the summer of 2017. Are we going to look at the eight-year deals that Peter Shirelli did with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle? And look back at those deals a couple of years ago. If the Maple from now, if the Maple Leafs end up going five on Matthews and five on Marner, and say, you know what, Shirelli did some good work on those two guys. Look, anything you got Connor McDavid for that wasn't the max is a great deal. You know, I've always understood about that conversation that if Connor McDavid was ready to walk in there and say, I want the max, the others would have given it to him, yeah. and they should have, and they would have. I mean, Connor McDavid is worth anything that you pay for him. You can never argue that that guy is overpaid. And I would argue that even more vociferously this year because of the way he's tried to play and lead as things have gone sideways. So as far as I'm concerned, I mean, the fact that, you know, he's on an eight-year deal, that's great for the Oilers, and I'm never going to knock it, even before this whole thing happened. You know, Dreisaitl will be an interesting one. I think he's I, like I think it's a good deal. It's eight times what eight and a half. Like the guy would get that anywhere easily. He'd probably get more than that now. I think what this is, um, you know, I, I think it's an excellent reminder of the longer you go for really good players, the price never goes down. You should try to lock them up as early as you possibly can. Because the next great player who's born a year or two later is probably going to do something even bigger. So to me, it's a reminder of, for if you're a team, the earlier you can lock a guy up, and that guy's got to be willing, the better you're better off you're going to be. And for example, if Connor McDavid was born two years later, you, you might be looking at the same deal as Matthews even more. So, yes, it's a great deal well, wait, for it. So, let's, wait a sec here. You're the same deal as Matthews. Matthews deals yeah. for five years. I'm going to tell you yeah, right now, Elliot, yeah. if Connor McDavid had only signed here for five years, the neurosis 
of the the fans because of what happened and the fact that the teams missed the playoffs. Twelve. This is the difference between. Are there? Is there anybody in Toronto concerned that Matthews didn't accept an eight-year deal? Yes, I think people always worry because you talk about it. It's the neurosis. Oh, this guy wants to leave. I don't think the issue was that Matthews didn't want an eight-year deal. I don't think that was ever a problem. I think both team and player initially talked. This is, Bob, this is what I think happened. And this okay. is purely my Go for it. guesstimate. Is that they right before the regular season, there was an eight-year deal on the table. And it started with a 12. And my guess was, and as everybody knows, Matthews wears 34 and there's a number 34 part of his AAV. I, I, my guess is the number was 12.34. And Toronto just didn't want to do that. They, they did not want to go that high. And then he comes out, he gets 10 goals in the first six games, and boom, all of a sudden the number's up close to 14. And so, you know, Toronto was more concerned about the number than the term yeah. um, because they've got other things they have to do, right? So that's what I think happened. I think that they were looking at eight times, maybe 12.34. They said, no, that number's too high. Kaboom, he gets off to the great start. And then an eight-year deal is out the window. Not because he doesn't want eight years or they don't want eight years, but because the number just won't allow them to keep enough of their team together. So suddenly they're going down. And, yes, people are like, oh, he's going to leave in five years. You know, Bob, we could all be hit by a bus tomorrow. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in five years? I actually, I'm not. I'm not one of those guys who worries about that. Elliot, I actually said to uh, an Oilers PR person one in Philadelphia, "I hope you get hit by a bus." <laughs> I'm not That's naming not any nice names. He's a great say. guy, JJ Hebert. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I think we all knew who you were talking about. <laughs> um, but you know, but that's the thing. Like, you know what? I, I look at it this way: if everything works out the way that everybody hopes it's going to work out right. in Toronto, you're not going to have anything to worry about. Right. But, look, like, why are you worrying about what's going to happen in five years? It's five years. God only knows what's going to happen to all of us in five years. I remember when Taylor Hall uh, and uh, Everly signed a six-year deal. Hall And Nugent Hopkins. You right. guys got ripped for that. Right? Got ripped for that. Yeah. Taylor Hall's contract is a bloody bargain around the National <laughs> It's line. a bargain. Nugent Hopkins' contract is a bargain. Right. Like, you know, like, like if he was if he was a free agent, he'd be getting more than that. I think that that turned out to be a great deal for the teams who had all those players. I'm never, I mean, I think Nugent Hopkins' deal is a great deal, and that guy has worked to earn every penny, too. Yeah, good guy. Uh, by the way, yeah. did you say something about Taylor Hall? Because I know Darren Ferris subsequently did some... Now, the agent's not going to sit there and say, well, uh, we're done with New Jersey. We're going to move on. But was there an inference... Well, actually, Darren, Darren's throwing a couple of bombs lately. So Go for you it. never know. Yeah, what, now, you know what? This is this is what I heard. Like, when, like this has been obviously been a big week and a couple of weeks in the change in the NHL. The Matthews contract is a big change. Yep. And, you know... As you know, Bob, it used to be great players never went to free agency. Right. You know, Stamkos in 2016, he goes into that week and he says, ah, enough of this, I'm going back to Tampa Bay. He cuts it short. Tavares changed the landscape. Okay? And now Panarin is doing the same thing. He's saying, you know, I'm not going to sign, I'm not going to negotiate to the end of the season, and everybody thinks he's going to line up like a whole... Now, it all changed today, but, you know, generally people think he's been 
talking about a, a group of teams to meet with them. Yep. So I think all of a sudden teams are sitting here saying, uh-oh, like, is this a new era for young players and free agents? They're, we're going to have movement more than we've ever seen, and if we're out of it, we can't just do it a year in advance. We might have to do it two trade deadlines in advance. Now, I heard this from a couple of teams, and a couple of them said to me they heard Jersey might do it with Hall. So I called Ray Shiro, and I said, is there anything to this? And he told me zero chance. So that's why it was there. That's why I put it in my notes. And, you know, I just think that, um, you know, I think Taylor really loved it last year when they were in the playoffs. I think he got a real kick out of it. They're having a really rough year, and they've got some challenges. I think they have a plan. I think they have a plan they're going to go after. But I just wanted to ask if there was anything to it, and he said no. And, Bob, uh, Darren, I I heard what on Sirius and said he's not looking to leave, and that's my information, too. He's not looking to leave. But, you know, New Jersey is going to have to sell him on a plan. There's no question about that. They're going to have to spend some money and bring some players in. I I don't think that's going to be an issue. I don't believe that's going to be an issue. Because they didn't add much this year. And they started off, I mean, they they started, you know, they – bombed the orders in that first game and, and were 4-0 out of the gate, and they haven't been the same uh, team. And twice this year, they've had a little mini training camps and uh, burnt out some players. Elliot Friedman from... Well, you know what, Bob? I think the other thing, too, is one of the reasons I don't think they spent is because they want to know how much Hall is going to cost them. Yep. So they're sitting there and they're saying, we got to build around you. we got to know your number. My guess? 10. I think it's going to be more than that. Okay. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. So quickly to the Leafs now. So what's the Nylander deal again? Was it 6.9 times how long? It was, yeah, it's a seven-year deal. It's just under $7 million, but almost uh, half of it, if not half, is, is done by July 1st. He got a signing bonus when he signed this year at the highest cap number of all of his years, and he has another big bonus coming by July 1st. So if, if Toronto wanted to trade Nylander, and I believe all of Toronto's decisions will be made in the playoffs. Like how these guys play this year will determine who stays and who doesn't. But if they wanted to trade Nylander, his bonuses are structured that half of his contract is paid by July the 2nd. So that is something worth remembering. Okay. Toronto, by the way, this year, on July 1st, I think they're paying $50 million in bonuses. Wow, thirty million of it basically to, or like more than half of it to uh, Matthews and Tavares. Okay, and then they still got to get Marner done. Yes, they do. Do you believe Bob McKenzie's report that their camp feels he's roughly in the same stratosphere? Contra- uh, what was it again? Eleven point six three four million. Yes. Same stratosphere as Austin Matthews. Do you buy that? Yes. Can the Leafs do that? Can they have three? Four I don't. You know, I, I mean, they'll try and negotiate it. Like we'll, we'll see. We'll see where they are. Like the other thing too here, Bob, is that I could see Toronto not wanting to do five years because they won't want Matthews and Marner up at the same time. Now they won't do four years, right? Because then he's because that that walks them right to UFA. So do they go six? Do they go seven or eight? Do they go three? Now, the problem with three, if you heard Matthew's press conference, he said that they talked about three years. The problem with three, I heard, was that Matthews wasn't willing to take 
was not willing to take a low number. I think they were looking at it like, if you want us to take three, we're assuming a risk. So you have to give us more money. So I'm not sure that three is going to work. But I can see them not wanting to do five because they don't want the two guys up at the same time. It's pretty obvious, isn't it, what's going to happen here, Elliot? They'll get Marner done at 10 or 11. They'll have Marner, Matthews, and Tavares, at which point they're going to turn around after July 1st, and they're going to, because they paid half the money, they're going to trade off Nylander to an organization that has a a real internal limit, doesn't Mm -hmm. care about the actual cap space on the cap, and get back two or three really good assets for Nylander. That's the point. It's a good theory, Bob, and I don't disagree, but I do think that the playoffs are going to determine who goes. Like, if Nylander has a dynamite playoff, I could see them doing everything they can to keep him. If he doesn't, then yes, I, I could see them trying it. Now, the one, now the other thing, too, is, you know, there's going to be people, it's not going to be, like, I, I think they'll, if Nylander plays well, I don't think it's just going to be teams that have the internal cap. Like, his number, just under $7 million, if he's as good as he can be, that's a good number. I think, there's gonna, I think if they made him available for both contract and because of his skill, there would be a lot of interest. But I think the playoffs is going to determine who stays and who goes. And the other thing you have to remember is I think only next year is the year they're worried about because after that, Marlowe's number comes off the Yeah, very quickly, 30 seconds left. Uh, RCN, one of our excellent tweeters to the show, is asking about Panarin and Bobrovsky to New Jersey, and I would say who's got the better chance, the Islanders or the Devils, to get that tandem? Panthers. Because of the tax implications? Uh, Well, I I know, you know, uh, Panarin has a place in Florida. Okay. Uh, But they all went together, him, Bobrovsky, and uh, I think, can't remember if there's anyone else over the all-star break yep i think the panthers are the team is you know i'll put it this way you're asking me a or b yeah i'm saying c c florida elliot great stuff thank you again for your time have a great week i can't wait to hear about your romantic valentine's bob next friday well it's gonna be sunday night at roos chris uh <laughs> that is elliot friedman from nhl hockey and rogers courtesy of the river Cree resort and casino we uh, There's a lot of rumors out there right now, and Eskimos quarterback Mike Riley, Morley Scott is going to join us at 12 at 105 at 115. Ken Reed uh, out in uh, Swift Current with Hockey Day in Canada. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.